Daddy played the banjo neath the yellow tree. It rang across the backyard an old-time melody. I loved to hear the music. I was only five. I listened as his fingers made the banjo come alive. Sometimes I'd wake up at night and hear a distant tune. The banjo would echo around my childhood room. I'd sneak down the back stairs, Daddy never knew. I'd grab a broom and make believe I was picking too. One day, Daddy put my fingers down upon the strings. He picked it with his other hand. We made the banjo ring. What are we possibly listening to? Happy hour here on Friday, six o'clock, Friday night here at MutinyRadio.fm. Well, it's Steve Martin playing the banjo. That's why we're listening to it. In between the fills today on the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm, the happiest of happy hours. Where comedians get to do jokes for you, and they get to do jokes for each other, and then you can listen to it later if you want. Yay, Mutiny Radio, yay. All right, we have an uh, exciting show lined up for you guys tonight. Uh, I think that people are starting to balk against my uh, making them work for stage time as today's, today's output was lower than ever. I was like, oh, people must be getting pissed at me. Don't worry, I'm leaving next week. I won't be here, so I won't make you do any tasks. Next week here from 6 to 10 p.m., it's just going to be four hours of open mic run by Ethan Albers because I have two shows in Boston at the Improv Boston. You can see me there. Yeah, I'm going to be in Boston being funny. They've never heard my jokes. Yay. They've never heard my jokes. Uh, But, hey, if you listen to Mutiny Radio, you hear me do the same jokes all the time. Uh, And I hope that some of the comedians tonight will give you new stuff. You stalwart listeners to Happy Hour, you... Over a thousand subscribers, you crazy people. I have no idea what you're doing and why you're doing this to your own lives of your own volition. But your first comedian of tonight here on the happy hour. Put your hands together. Everybody. Oh, I should let everybody know ahead of time. If there's people that are new, it's a four minute set at three minutes. I do this. That means you have a minute left uh, because, hey, why not have a horn on the radio? All right, everybody. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night. It's Christopher Aguero. And by guys, I mean both of you guys here in the studio. Uh, That's okay. Little audience is better than no audience, right? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I was at my older sister's house for her 4th of July barbecue. And I was eating eating a hot link. And her cat approached me. And I thought, I wonder what would happen if, if I fed that cat a little piece of my hot link. So I tore off a small piece of the hot link skin and I fed it to the cat and my girlfriend caught me and she said, hey, what do you think you're doing? Don't do that, it'll kill him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What could happen? A few minutes later, that cat had the worst case of the squirts. It was shitting liquid poo all over the backyard and I was laughing my ass off. And I looked at my girlfriend thinking that she'd be pissed at me. And she was laughing too. And I'm like, oh, guess you're not mad at me anymore, huh? Watch your step. Yeah, that one's a winner. <laughs> yeah. So my, my doctor told me to watch my carb intake. Otherwise, I'll become a diabetic. Can you believe that? Eating bread can turn you into a diabetic. 
Now, I, now when I order a burger, I have to tell them, hold the tomatoes, hold the onions, and hold the buns. And when I go to Subway and I order a meatball sandwich, they would ask me, what kind of bread do you want? And I'd say, none of the above. So I end up getting a plastic bag full of meatballs, marinara sauce, and cheese. And when I go to Denny's and I order a French toast, and I tell them, hold the bread, I get a plate of egg batter with cinnamon on it. Yummy. These are new jokes, by the way, which, which is why I'll never tell them again. <laughs> yeah. So I read online that said that members of ISIS have been taking amphetamines. You know, maybe if they started smoking pot, they wouldn't be so violent. They'd be like, dude, you go blow up a building. I'm just going to sit here, eat Cheetos, and watch back-to-back -back episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Oh, it's a sing-along, huh? <laughs> yeah, so my girlfriend is a total freak. During sex, she would stick her finger up my ass. And the first time she did it, I was like, whoa, what was that? Were you in prison? But after a while, I got used to it. Now it's a turn on for me. But one time I went to the doctor, and when he stuck his finger up my ass, I involuntarily got an erection. Thanks. And now I have to explain myself to the doctor why I'm getting an erection at that moment. I'd be like, gee, doc, I don't know why I'm getting a hard on while you're fingering my butthole. I think it's your cologne. I can't help it. I love the smell of Old Spice. Oh, you like what you saw, sir? <laughs> yeah, I do have a nice badonkadonk. Yeah, so. Can you believe that science has made it possible for women over 40 to have babies? Yeah, I can't think of a better way to spend my golden years than raising an infant. Yeah. Can you believe that? Man, old women having babies. That has to be a total mindfuck to the grandkids. Gee, Grandma, just what I always wanted. A newborn uncle. <laughs> Couldn't you give me a dollar like every grandparent does? That's it for me. My name is Chris Guerra. Thank you! Chris Guerra! You guys are tuned in to the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. I hope you guys have drinks in your hand and you're all planning to stay for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse tonight where the theme is, oh my, DUI. All the comedians have had DUIs and are going to tell you stories about it. That or super near misses. There's two ladies from L.A. that wanted to get on the show and I'm like, you've never had a DUI? Oh, and they're like, but we get drunk all the time. I'm like, all right, fine. Uh, but stick around because I'm sure they're just lovely ladies. Your next comedian... He doesn't drink at all, I believe. He's the straight edge guy now, and that's cool. And he's super cool, and you guys are gonna laugh at all his jokes. Put your hands together right now for Theo Hall! All right, thank you, Pam. It's good to be here. It's like, it's like the brunch comedy show, you know? This is, it's, it's peaceful and somewhat unnecessary. Um, yeah, it's good to be here. I, uh, 
I was feeling a little weird driving up to the city, and I was like, I just, I need a snack, but I didn't want like a full meal. I know what I wanted. And so I went out across to the uh, Mexican place across the street and they had horchata. And I'm like, that is fucking perfect. And I got really excited. So I got some horchata and then I was like, hey, can I use your bathroom? And then I opened the door and saw a uh, Mexican lady peeing. Um, which it was just a little weird to be in San Francisco and to see people using the bathroom. I'm just used to being the tenderloin and just I'm going to our little theater tonight, and, and for those of you who have done the show, it's in the Tenderloin, okay? I'm going to see some dick tonight, all right? And it's always weird because when you're in public and you see uh, a cock, you have to look at it for a minute because you're just like, whoa, that looks like a cock. And then you're like, that is a cock. And I've been staring for at least three Mississippis, so I'm going to uh, advert my eyes. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, it's good to be here. Got stuck in a shitload of traffic. I actually was trying to get up here early to miss traffic, which is just, it's fucking retarded if you're in the Bay Area and trying to miss traffic. That's just not going to happen, all right? Traffic is just inevitable, you know? I think we need to do something about it. I think that, um, I don't know, you know, like maybe, maybe somebody should just get out of their car during the next you know, rush hour and just light themselves on fire, kind of like the Gandhi and just, you know, make a state, bring some attention to it. You know what I mean? That where I was thinking that if we just didn't fund education for maybe one generation, we could take all of that money and then put it into, uh, just building more roads, you know, or maybe some tunnels or something. I haven't thought it through, but like just end traffic, you know? And like, I think if, I think like you could win, uh, you could win, like, like the presidency just just on that alone. Just like, I mean, I could just be like, look, I dress like this, a fucking camo hat with like a sleeveless shirt, and just be like, listen, I don't know shit about the Middle East. Okay, uh, reading kind of hurts my head, so I haven't really looked into it. If you guys make a documentary about it, I will watch it. Okay, only if it's on net Netflix. So fucking broke. Okay, and I don't have any other channels. But like, I could fix traffic by uh, just not not funding schools for one generation, you know? And I'll just tell the people, I'll just be, listen, if you have three kids, one of them is going to be retarded, all right? But you can drive that retarded kid to Chuck E. Cheese with freedom, you know? No traffic. He's going to pee in the ball pit. That doesn't matter, you know? He's free. You're free. There's no fucking traffic. I don't know, man. It's just weird, man. It's weird doing comedy shows. Every goddamn comedy show I do, I'm fucking jet lagged, you know? just driving it's 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 you can't even you can't even say you have to like use times it's just like yes i live two hours away from this show you know you can't say miles because it's like two hours what does that mean like it's you can almost see my fucking house from here um yeah there's that uh you guys ever been to ikea ikea is good if you're empty on the inside, all right? Because they will direct you as to where to find God. I found God in a bin uh, full of squeegees that were $2.76. Some fucking psychologist was just like, listen, you're empty. You have a God-sized hole in you, and it's the shape of a fucking squeegee, all right? And that's it for me. Thank you, guys. And it's sinking in. His heart cannot be filled by neither alcohol nor tattoos. Theo Hall, yay! Yay! Hooray! Your next comedian. It's a very, very funny man. You can see him all over town at the punchline and on everybody's showcases because he's just such a likable fellow and he's also really funny. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ashton Tate. This is really something I'm with that. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Friday. Um... 
been thinking recently that uh, I've kind of stopped enjoying not safe for work videos, mainly because they always remind me that I need to get a job. It's, you know, to think of it like, to, I, I can't think of any work where it's safe to watch a video. That's, I've never had a job like that, where the boss is like, <clears throat> Ashton, um, did I just hear some a lot of grunting? What were you watching? <laughs> it's cool, boss. It's uh, Dragon Ball Z. It's <laughs> cell Saga. It's going to be a long one. I don't think I don't think that happens. But um, I have a lot of friends though who uh, who don't have jobs, but they think the the world should be more fair, and um, that's cool. <laughs> like like my friend, his uh, he thinks that it's like wrong that his parents make a lot of money to him and they don't give it to the poor. But it's like he lives with his parents, so they they kind of, they're doing that. They're feeding the poor, they're washing the poor, they're kind of like Jesus, they're just taking care of the poor. Um, but it's like, cause so my friends and I get in this, this talk about like, what, what, do you, what do you want to, do you want like a better job? Do you want free college? Do you want more money? Cause I feel like if we had more college, I just have a theory that there'd be more DJs. It's a theory I have. I feel like more time in your dorm room, the more you think a DJ is a viable career. And uh, I don't think we need that. I don't think we need that. But uh, if you think about what change have we had in the past year, can you guys think of any? I can think of the biggest change that you guys may have forgotten about, and that is all-day McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. That's the biggest change we've had in the last year. And if you think about it, that's, uh, that's not, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Because, um, let's see, let's first of all, how did they get the change done, the people who wanted all-day McDonald's breakfast? These are the type of people who, you know, they were tired of being told what to do, so they got up off the couch, they were probably dizzy, so they sat back down on the couch, and then they got back up off the couch again, and they didn't march in the streets, but they, I don't know what they did, but somehow they got all-day McDonald's breakfast, and <laughs> it's, it seems like a good thing, because uh, what do they say? Uh, the most important meal of the day is breakfast. And I used to think like, oh man, that's totally true. But if it's at like 1230, that kind of rules it out. Because it's not so much the idea of what you eat for breakfast, it's being able to get your shit together before 1030 in the morning. <laughs> I think that's why breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> but um, it's, just, uh, it's just a theory. Um, I'm surprised. Fast food restaurants don't give, uh, like, they're not the first ones to say anybody can use our bathrooms. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, man or woman. Because uh, I've been to many fast food restaurants, and when the bathrooms are full and you really have to go, there's, like, this unspoken creed where the guys would be like, it's okay, you can use the women's. We won't watch. Um, so I feel like that just, we need to do that everywhere. should have them be the first. But, uh... I do notice that a lot of politicians on TV, they like enunciate words. They, they really sell it. They really sell it. And so I think like if I could just apply that in real life to words that I don't understand uh, in a conversation, if I sell the words, like it'll, it'll make my friends think I know what I'm talking about. Like, uh, you don't understand what's happening with the inflation because you don't understand the subprime mortgages. Do you understand me? <laughs> so I just got to keep working on that. Uh, that'd be good. Uh, I did uh, recently find a, a way to save money. I found a really cheap cologne. It's called Loiter by Abercrombie. It's, 
You just walk around Abercrombie. Okay. All right. That's my time. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Ashton Tate knows how to put the right emphasis on the right syllable. Yay, Ashton, yay. Hey, keep your hands clapping for our first lady of the evening. Our first lady of the night, if you will. I don't mean it like that. Uh, but I kind of did. I was kind of double entendring it there. But she's not. She's not. She's a very lovely human being. And I didn't mean to put in any way that you might be a whore. You might be, you know, I, I could actually, you look so kind and sweet. I bet that you're, an, she's an animal in the bedroom, I bet. I bet. She just like rips it up. She turns into this like fox with teeth. Oh, hey everybody. I just objectified her. You can too. Maybe we should, I should just say her name. Everybody, it's Sarah DeForest. <laughs> my best intro <laughs> in my comedy career. That was great. Leaves a lot of intrigue. Um, I, my car got bo- broken into twice this year, and um, I, so I had to fill out a police report, and they asked me what kind of vehicle it was, and the categories were like car, RV, motorcycle. But the category that stuck out to me was Homemade motorcycle. Yeah. Like, are there enough homemade motorcyclists in San Francisco to merit its own category? Like, because if that's the case, then everyone just pack up and go home. The hipsters have won. We don't stand a chance. Like, you know, there's enough skinny jeans and ironic mustaches that we encounter every day. But if they've infiltrated our police department, I don't feel safe anymore. Uh, the car break-in taught me a lot about like adult things that I just wasn't ready for, like deductibles. I thought the deductible was how much the insurance company would pay me. Like, some of you still might be confused on that. <laughs> so, like, when I, when I called the insurance company, I was like, all right, $500 deductible. Let's see that check. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> That's not. Made me grow up real fast. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I, I, I had to email the, my stereo got stolen out of the car, and I had to email a receipt to the insurance company. And so I did that, and then I called and was like, hey, did you get my email? And they said, oh, no, it takes about 24 hours to come through. <laughs> like, do you know how the internet works? <laughs> I emailed it. I didn't use the Pony Express. <laughs> I didn't tie a note to a carrier pigeon, whisper directions in its ear, like, state fire. <laughs> Let it fly away. Um, let's see. I... I was walking down the street the other day, and I, um, and I just got a selfie stick. So I was like pretty excited about it, yeah. And uh, I stopped to take a picture, and then I heard someone coming behind me. And then I got all embarrassed, because like, I was totally that girl. Like, I was everything that is wrong with San Francisco, with our society. Like, I was just a millennial holding a selfie stick, like the target of everyone's hatred. And, um, and so I turned around, and I, and I was all self-conscious, and I was about to apologize, and I kid you not, it was, ooh, no. Uh-oh. We'll save it. 
<laughs> oh, it's there. Um, yeah, I turned around and it was a grown man on a Segway wearing a helmet with like blinking laser lights. And like, that's the thing about San Francisco. It's like, no matter how obnoxious you're being, there's always someone just around the corner who's a bigger douchebag than you. Right, like, people, people are walking around San Francisco wearing like yoga pants and Under Armour dry fit shirts. And it's like, okay, let's be real. I know you're not about to walk the Appalachian Trail. You're actually on your way to get bottomless mimosas. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna face many headwinds while waiting in line at Sweet Maple. Let's move on. All right, thanks very much. Sarah DeForest, an excellent set from her just now. Just for your own edification, Sarah, it's every year there's a thing called the Dirtbag Challenge, and uh, it's where people in San Francisco, they have a month to build their own motorcycle from scratch, and then they go on this motorcycle ride, and you have to have your motorcycle. It's got to stay alive the entire certain miles. Yeah, so they need insurance. It's like, I, I don't know if it's 50 miles or 100 miles. It's something crazy, but they all build their own motors. I have many friends that are into bikes. So if you uh, just look up Dirtbag Challenge and you can augment that joke. Yay again for Sarah DeVaris. Yay. Yay. We're in a female rock block right now here on the happy hour. Yeah. Your next comedian, another funny lady excited to... You remind you look like a swim instructor <laughs> today because you're wearing a red, but you just look when I used to teach summer camp, you look like a lifeguard. You just look like the swim instructor that's like really cool with the three-year-olds that like and they're crying and you're like, no, no, you're not gonna die. It's okay, you float, you little freak. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for the very funny Elizabeth Simone. That's really funny, Pam, because I I was a lifeguard. <laughs> Um, at one point, yeah. Um, it's, it's simultaneously the most boring job and the most stressful job because you literally do nothing for hours, but at any moment you could have to backboard someone with a spinal injury. Um, I, love, I love the summer. I'm so excited that it's the summer. Uh, favorite activities, picnicking, swimming outdoors, staying inside all day on a beautiful sunny day, watching Orange is the New Black. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm, a, I'm a queer woman. Um, sometimes, you, m you may not have been able to tell, sometimes people can't tell because I have long hair, but I, but I do have this, which is like this shaved part of my head. Yeah, uh, it's the femme invisibility haircut, also known as the did she have a lobotomy four months ago haircut. Maybe, maybe. Um, I've taken to wearing um, sunscreen every day and a hat every day. Yeah, um, because I'm getting liver spots, <laughs> which is something, <laughs> it's something that happens if you are, are a pale, freckled white person and you keep insisting on continuing to live in California. <laughs> just happens when you get older. Um, I kind of feel like it's California's way of saying, your people don't belong here. <laughs> this is Mexico, actually. Um, yeah, I, th I think skin cancer could be like God's retribution for colonialism and gentrification. Like melanoma is, uh, is the modern day frogs and boils. 
God's up there like, I said let there be light. I never said let there be light-skinned, pale, white people living in the mission. That's just, that's wrong. Um, here's a joke. Uh, how does, how does a paleo person, someone on the paleo diet, eat a taco? They just hold the beans and the meat in their hands while the juice drips down their fingers. They have to like lick it up from their arms, a single tear dripping down their face as they mourn the loss of the tortilla. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can't eat beans on the paleo diet. Yeah, the, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the paleo diet is uh, this weird, awful fad diet where you're supposed to eat the way our ancestors did in the Paleolithic age. Why the Paleolithic age and not, say, the Mesolithic age? I don't know. They considered it calling it the caveman diet, but they decided not to because the people in the focus groups kept asking for the fruity pebbles. <laughs> Uh, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, I saw a billboard ad for this new gay and bisexual men's dating app, and it was called Squirt. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's our term. <laughs> that is our term. That is cultural appropriation of vagina culture. People with penises, you get ejaculate. That is a medical scientific term. The only word we have is a word that is synonymous with a lemonade lime carbonated beverage. Um, yeah, okay, I'm Elizabeth, that's my time. Elizabeth Simone, stellar set. I think that squirt is actually grapefruit flavored. I think it is. Grapefruit. It's delicious though, It's. I love squirt. I don't know how to squirt though. I've always tried. I, I, it's just, I just, that's just when I'm peeing. I don't, it's, I know it's a female ejaculate is not a myth, but for me it is. And I don't like peeing the bed. Your next comedian, uh, we're going to keep our female rock block going. I'm kidding. He just has long, curly, lovely locks. That's the only reason we call him a girl. He really does have great hair. I used to, I used to give myself perms like, or my mom would give me perms so that I could look like you without the beard. Kind of a, kind of a, Annie sort of thing, but with blondish hair. Anyways, he's a darling human being. You guys are going to love him, everybody. Put your hands together for Alex Warren. Wow, that was an amazing intro. Uh, yeah. So, Pam, last, I was at your anniversary of comedy last week. Um, first of all, that was amazing. But then there's something that happened that, that really, really offended me, is that you associated me with CrossFit. And I think that that's, that's fucked up because that's Jesse. That's Jesse. And I'd just like you to know that we're very different people. Whereas Jesse does CrossFit, I do acro yoga. And so he's doing his, his thrusters. I'm doing folded leaf. <laughs> And uh, whereas, um, <laughs> whereas, <laughs> and not only that though, but not only that, Jesse starts off his morning with a nutrient shake, and I start off my morning with a, a cayenne kombucha. <laughs> so you gotta be able to distinguish these things. And Jesse's web address is jessewarren.org, whereas mine is alexwarren.me. So I'm just saying, completely different people. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> Acro yoga? What is it called? 
Uh, yeah, acro yoga. It's like it's like you balance on people in yoga styles. It's fun. It's a it's an excuse to touch people, you know. And you don't have to like have conversational skills or um, you know any of those things. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow. This is gonna be interesting. I had an idea for an app, and uh, it's like basically it's based on um, digestive compatibility. Okay. So how it works <laughs> is, is after you take a shit, you take a picture, and then machine learning will match you up with someone that has similar looking shits. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it might work, because then you find people that have similar diet than you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't really think that was going to be funny, but it, it was one of the things that is written that down. Yeah. No, I think that it would be easy because people probably don't know much about their own shit, so you could fool them. Um, if you want to be a beta tester, though. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> just call me over to your house. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I saw a guy with a the, with the helmet uh, with, like, fucking laser light coming out of it. And, uh, and I'd just like you to know that fucking the cyborgs are planning to take over and it's going to be through beautiful hair. Um, no. That's how, I don't know how to structure that, but I found that guy. He literally was cleaning his hair with lasers. Um, and he looked really cool. He kind of looked like Julian Assange, um, but with black <laughs> nails. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What about, what, what, what is, um, what do you do in your free time? How do you, how do you hair with lasers? I, I want to know that too, but you just can't. I asked, and he had lasers coming out of his hair. That's all. Okay. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. That's what I learned that as a pickup line last night. Yeah, you are? Yeah. Or yeah, you do. It depends on how someone answers. How <laughs> do you work? How do you know? <laughs> the night has just begun. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you for indulging me. Yay. Yay. Alex Warren does acro yoga, not CrossFit. Completely different things that give him muscles. And, uh, I, you know, I, I aspire to get my beer belly more beautiful rather than none more of this tight shit. Uh, all right, cute. Anyways, I don't even know what I'm talking about tonight. I'm not even. I, I'm on my second beer. I'm not even off the rails yet. It's so crazy. I finally know how to um, say your next comedian's last name. So I'm really excited about it, and you guys need to be excited too. And do that by clapping your hands for Hunter Uniac. Yay! Woo. I finally did it right. Yay! It only took me a month. Pam, you want to know some bad news? No, it is, but I'm just going to keep on putting Hunter. That's going to be my stage name from now on, so you just wasted your time. I'm sorry. It's all right. Thank you for trying. Um, I'm half Irish, half Filipina. It's kind of a weird combination, you know, because on my Filipino side, I'm just this giant being who just got a brand new set of titties. Guys, I'm the Filipino Caitlyn Jenner. And on my Irish side, I'm just a short, tan, hairy, and... Gremlin loves drinking and sex. I'm the Irish Snooky. Yeah, fuck me. That's a dated reference. I don't care. 
Um, but yeah, it sucks. Because on these construction sites, well, I look like this. And how do I describe my father? Um, Hitler would have loved him. All right? He looks like Gordon Ramsay's, but fatter and angrier because he's fatter. It sucks, though, because, like, I guess the point I'm trying to make is my dad's so white, he thinks all his workers' names are Amigo. My dad's so white, gingers pick on him. My dad's so white, Pam, don't say it. My dad's so white, Chevy's is his favorite Mexican restaurant. All right, no, Pam and I have gotten to fucking arguments about this, okay? I went to Oakland. I have never gone to Oakland before to do comedy, which means I went farther than I have ever gone before in my life to make a poll about this. I come back to her and she goes, no, no, Chevy's is still great Mexican food. <sighs> it's motherfucker. We're not getting into this. I'm joking, Pam. Oh, where was I? Oh yeah, um, Chevy's. But it's weird, because, like, my dad makes a lot of money, all right? His prized possession is a fucking toilet. I'm not even joking about this. We don't even shit or piss. It just sits in there in the garage. And every once in a while, when times get tough, the bills are piling up. I'm being a jackass of a son. He just sits on it and thinks to himself, the Kennedy brothers did coke off this. And then they puked in it. And that's the whole fucking reason he keeps the thing. I swear to God, but it makes sense because, well, my dad's Irish, so a safe word's practically JFK. Wait, no, a safe word's when you cut things short, so it'd be Lee Harvey Oswald? Oh, that was dark. I don't care. But yeah, I'm half Irish, half Filipino. It's weird, because like, my mom, my mom tells me too much information. All right, like one time I'm helping her clean out her bed, and she lost 30 pounds in the past three months. All right, good for her. But her tits stay the same size. So I finally asked her, Mom, are your tits fake? And she replies calmly, why, yes, Hunter, they are. Now that's where the conversation should fucking end. But no, she keeps on going on. I got them when I was 20 in the 80s. Everybody wanted to do coke off them. So much coke was done off my mother's tits that when she breastfed me as a child 10 years later, I came away rubbing my one tooth just like... But yeah, I'm freaking out. And like, as we're doing this, I'm lifting up her bed sheets. Ten pairs of my dad's underwear comes out and ten pairs of her underwear comes out. And I'm like, Mom, what the fuck? And she just goes, your dad's got a big dick. And I'm like, Mom, what the fuck? And she goes, you're adopted, sweetie. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, freaking out. I'm like, Mom, is there anything else you should know? Uh, yeah. Uh, my uncle killed JFK. Well, your uncle killed JFK. Yeah, back then, everybody thought Filipino were Chinese with sunburn. I got away with it. You're telling me a Filipino man killed JFK. Yeah, he's a fob, fresh out of bullets. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you. Hunter! He's not fresh off the boat. Yay. You're, oh, we've got sirens. Drug bus, drug bus, they're after our next comedian coming up to the stage. Uh, he, he that's... That's, that's not actually true. My dad, whenever I was a little kid, my dad, every time there were sirens, my dad would go, hey, Pam, this is a drug bus. They're after you. And I was like, how does he know? That was before I did drugs. He set me up for all this shit. Your next comedian, though, lovely human being. You guys are going to laugh your socks off. Clap your hands wildly in a slappy-like motion for Jeff Dean. How's 
everybody doing? I was on an Uber on my way here, and uh, the it was an Uber pool. You know, I got to save money. And the people asked me, they said, where are you going? I said, oh, I was going to an open mic. And they said, oh, are you performing? And I said, yes. And he said, tell me your best joke. And I made the critical mistake of telling him a joke. <laughs> and it did, yeah, it's happened, yeah. And it, I bombed in an Uber, guys. And I, I had to, I had to sit there for 30 minutes. This is the longest Uber pool I had with these people. It was terrible. Anyway. What joke did you tell? It was a dick pic joke. I shouldn't have gone blue. I won't, I won't, I won't take it off your time if you do the joke. I, okay, I'll do the joke. I said, and I, I, I had no delivery. I was very nervous. But I said, do you want to hear about my first dick pic? And he said, yes. And I said, well, my friends... In seventh grade, they held me down, they pulled my pants down, they took a picture of my dick, and they sent it to my mother, which is true, yeah? Um, and can you imagine, can you imagine explaining that to your mother? I called my mom, I said, Mom, they Googled that, my friends, that's not my dick. She said, Jeffrey, I know that dick, you know? So I was like, oh, man. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I was trying to get my way out of that one. I was like, hey, well, you know. Uh, okay, it was my dick, but I meant to send it to a girl. I'm really sorry. And she said, Jeff, please do not send that to a girl. You have other features you should sell. <laughs> so they didn't like it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Um, guys, I don't like to get political. Everyone knows that about me. I don't like to get political, especially on stage. But with the state of the country right now, I can't. I can't sit back anymore. I just can't handle it. Um, and if you are Team Taylor, then fuck you, you know? Like, I'm t it's Kim Ye all the way, guys, right? Nobody, nobody's caught up on the Kim Ye Taylor controversy. Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift. Kanye West. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. No, but it's funnier that way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't like to get political, but I am very political. Um, I'm very liberal. Very liberal. Um, and I, I hate it when people say, oh, liberals, they're open-minded, you know? Like, liberals, uh, that's what being a liberal is, right? I am not open-minded, you know? If you think that, um, you know, marriage should only be between a man and a woman, then, like, I don't want to be your friend, you know? I'm pretty fucking close-minded, I feel like. Um, if you think that Noah's Ark actually happened, like, I'm not going to date you, you know? <laughs> There's not going to be a fucking priest at my wedding, you know? Um, I like to sit in the, you know, go back to Ubers. I'm a front-seater in an Uber. I love meeting people. I really do. Uh, I do. I feel like I can find something interesting in just about anybody, you know? Like, I, I feel like I can get along with most people. Um, but do you ever meet someone who's just completely boring? Like, and you're like, what is wrong with these people? Like, what? They have nothing to offer. And then you realize that they're, like, religious, right? Am I right? Like, any artistic or, you know, interesting thing they could have spent with their lives, they, they wasted it on the Bible. You know, it's the worst. Um, 
and like, I, I feel like I can't be friends with really religious people. And it's not all because I'm closed minded, you know? Like, there's not, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. But like, I had a friend, and he believed in heaven and hell. And I was like, so do you think I'm going to hell? And he said, well, do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And I said, no. And he said, well, then I think you're going to go to hell, but that's okay. You can live your life the way you want. And I thought, you don't give a fuck about me. Like, if you genuinely believe that there's a hell, you should be like, Jeff, what the fuck? You should be shaking me. Jeff, you are going to go to a world in eternity, be on fire and like pushing a boulder up a mountain that never ends. You need to change your beliefs, but he's just like totally cool. Like he doesn't give a fuck about me. Anyway, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you today, guys. I'm Jeff Dean. Thank you for your time. Jeff Dean! He'll do fine in hell. Just stick him in a baby pool of vomit on his head for eternity. Don't worry about it. Yay, hell, yay! I'll be there too. We'll all have fun. So will your next comedian. I don't want to presuppose where anybody's going to go in the afterlife or even if there is an afterlife, but if there is one, this comedian is clearly going to heaven because he runs a weekly open mic at OMG. And any person who runs an open mic automatically gets into heaven. Am I right, comedians? Keep your clapping going. Right, that's not enough clapping. Keep your clapping glowing for OMG's Tuesday night host, Greg Gettle. Yay! Going to heaven. How are we doing, everyone? Yes, fun's being had. Um, so we all saw, did we all watch the speeches, like Trump talk yesterday? Did anyone see that one? Cool. So, you know, I'm, we're all aware that he wants to build this wall separating us from Mexico, right? We're all familiar with this infamous wall, right? So what I think we should do is, I think instead of building the wall, we should have all the Trump supporters kind of like make a human wall against the border, and then we kind of place a Red Rover thing, like Me Mexicans try to run in, and if they break the arms and they're into the United States, congratulations, you deserve it. <laughs> and if you don't make it, if you get stuck at the wall, then you have to join the, the wall, because that's how Red Rover, ro Red Rover rules go. And then over time, we will build a wall of Mexicans, <laughs> preventing Mexicans from coming in, which is really the uh, Republicans' wet dream, I think. And, uh, and then Donald Trump would be like, see, I told you we weren't going to pay for that wall. And uh, I just think it's funny if there's like these old Mexicans be like, sorry. <laughs> like, sorry, I know, sorry. I don't know. I was, uh, I was riding the BART today. Do you guys ever have the luxury when you're on the BART and then like and no one sits next, like no, you, the seat's always open and it feels good? And then you look up and you realize that the whole BART is like full. <laughs> And this, that the only seat that's available is next to you, and no one sits next to you. <laughs> it's a good way to start a day. Uh, Self-esteem issues. All right. Um, dick pics. I heard about dick pics over here. I like to send one with a wine bottle in the background. <laughs> Says I'm classy. <laughs> Got things going on. Do you know the one thing I hate about... Did anyone get molested growing up as a kid? <laughs> Anyone? It's fine. It's cool. I only I, I only got molested by ladies growing up, and the thing I hate worse the most about being molested is that they ne they never text back. <laughs> never. And once you get a taste of that forbidden fruit, 
you can't go back to seventh grade and then try to like hook up with a seventh grader. You know what I mean? Because like it's, they're very prude, and then you try to text them and they don't text back, and it's just very c confusing. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Now we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going into this. Don't worry, I got this. Ra I mean, round of applause. Who's who's ever had sex with someone they should not have? Round of applause. Yes, yes. So. I, my, one of my big regrets, I was 15 years old, and I had sex with my best friend's older sister. Uh, she was 23. Yeah, it wasn't like a hot 23. It was like I'm 23 going on 40. It, it was a rough one. Like she had whiskers and stuff. Like it was a bummer. And I was only in there for like 20 or 30 seconds, and then I pulled out because like something came, like do you ever, something, like something came over me. Like do you ever have those moments when you, as a, like it doesn't have that much in a person's life, but you know that moment where you like, you like grow as a person? Yeah, I pulled out. I was like, Tiffany, we can't be doing this. Like, Jeremiah's my friend. You're his sister. Like, this isn't okay. And the reason why I said that, uh, it wasn't because I was growing as a person. Uh, it was because I was coming in my hand. <laughs> and I didn't want her to know. I was like, we cannot be doing this, Tiffany. Uh, go to bed. And we didn't tell anyone for about a week. But a week later, it was me and my buddy and his sister drinking. It was 1.30 in the morning. And Tiffany had an epiphany. And... Uh, <laughs> And she, and she, yeah, she was like, Jeremiah, I got to tell you something that's been eating at me inside. Me and Greg had sex. And I'm like, you fucking narc. Like, what are you, what are you, sh what are you doing? And I looked at my friend. I was like, dude, I would never do that to you. Like, why are we even hanging out with her? She's 23. This is weird. She should have her own friends. <laughs> and she said, yes, we did, Greg. You came to my apartment. We got drunk and we had sex. <laughs> Which is like, like... I'm a cool guy. I'm not big into labels, but like the law is. And if you guys look at that age difference, that's eight years of forbidden fruit. So that's probably like the first time in child molested history that the kid that got molested was like, nah, we didn't fuck. <laughs> and the child molester was like, um, yes, we did. <laughs> like a pedophile I am, but a liar. I am not. <laughs> Seems like a weird time to be on your soapbox. Um, I, I, I know people think that like I'm narking her out because it happened less than 15 years ago, and like statute of limitation, you know, like she can technically still get arrested, but it's okay because uh, she just died. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it sucks what she did, but she's totally fucking dead now. Uh, so dead. Don't we feel weird right now? <laughs> Where's that middle? You know what I mean? All right, guys. My name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Greg Gettle. Tales from the Molested. Funniest pedophile joke I've ever heard. Your next comedian uh, looks like in 20 years, he might be the kind of guy who might look like a pedophile <laughs> you'd see on the street. If you see, I mean, he's a lovely, he just, he looks so young now and he's just so, I'm, I keep digging myself holes tonight that just aren't working out for me, but I love your next comedian. He runs another open mic, so he's clearly going to heaven too. His year anniversary, two year anniversary of running the Eagle open mic every Wednesday is going to be celebrated all August. So go do that. And right now, see him here. It's Colin Holtz. He's made the banjo come alive. Yeah. All right. I um, saved my friend's life recently. No big deal. Just saved his life. We were in a park. We were drinking. It was like 3 a.m. And he said to me, Colin, I'm going to kill myself. I'm a coward. I'm going to kill myself. And in the middle of him saying all of this, I accidentally broke wind, 
which I feel like is worse than yawning in a situation where someone is saying they're going to kill themselves. Uh, but it, instead of... But he, he just kind of, he laughed a little bit, and then uh, I was like, oh, okay, he, this is putting him in a better mood, so I cut the cheese again, and he was laughing a little bit harder, and then uh, I just figured, let's go all out, and then I accidentally did, I think, go a little bit too much, I think. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I felt around, there was nothing notable, but I was like, I turned to my friend and I was like, I think I just shit myself. <laughs> Do you still want to kill yourself? Because at least you don't have shit in your pants right now. Um, but I, I, I wasn't sure that I had shit myself until uh, we had gotten in the lift line that I had called and the lift driver rolled down all of the windows. Oh. That's when I knew. So we were in a lift line. We were bound to pick up other people along the way. Luckily, either they canceled their rides or he canceled them for him, them. And we made it home safe and sound. And yes, I did shit my pants, but that is not the point of the story. The point of the story is that my friend is still alive today. Goddamn right, I'm a hero. It's like the world's worst superpower. I saved my friend's life. Oh, what did you do? Did you take a bullet for him, Colin? No, I wouldn't lay my life down, but I would lay one down to save my friend's life. Uh, yeah. uh, on that note, I've been dating a lot recently. Yeah which is pretty cool. Get to see all the weird things people are into. Been seeing this lady for a little while. First date we ever went on, sex. Second date, cuddling and making out. Still pretty good. Third date, though, was just a kiss at the door. Our relationship is Benjamin buttoning. <laughs> But when I gave her a kiss at the door, a homeless man walked by and he goes, yeah, that's what I like to see. You two go have sex for me. And I was like, holy shit, that's not a homeless man. That's a homeless wingman. I can tip this guy a dollar. Like, Come on, girl, we got to go do this for the homeless. Excuse me, sir, do you have a tax receipt for our volunteer hours? I don't know. It didn't really work out because uh, she wants to have kids right now and I just want to practice. I'm not really looking to settle down for that right now. Uh, and I think the weirdest way that anybody has ever tried to hit on me was I was at a party at my house and this girl grabbed a Nerf gun purple Nerf gun, and she locked eyes with me, and then she licked the Nerf gun from base to tip. Have you ever seen somebody try to lick a Nerf gun sexy? Again, it doesn't happen. I gotta go. Thanks. Lick that sexy Nerf gun, Colin Holes. Wow! We'll go see him every Wednesday at... The Eagle for a great open mic. It's like one of my favorite open mics in the whole world. 
Your next comedian was a really helpful individual uh, who went and he does all kinds of great things for the station, you know, like runs and gets me beers, talks me down off the ledge, tells me when the happy hour is unavailable to download on Android app phones, all those kind of important things. Also, he's very funny. Put your hands together, everyone, and clap them very loudly for George Davis. Here's a phrase I find very funny. Bill and his mediocre friend. I've never heard of a friend called mediocre. I don't know what that means. It's the weirdest phrase I've ever heard. Bill and his mediocre friend. Hey, Bill. Just come over here and bring your mediocre fucking friend over. Jesus. All right, what else do I have? Nothing. Oh, God. That's what I wrote down? All right. Let's do this. All right. The one pet peeve I have, I don't have a lot of pet peeves because I like people generally, but um, it's when people say that goddamn phrase, hey, man, they drank the Kool-Aid. Hey, man, they drank the Kool-Aid. You might as well say, hey, man, they drank the Gatorade. Or, hey, man, they drank AIDS. Like, because none of that is a thing. Like, it's all bullshit. Like, the only thing that those fucking guys drank in Joe's Town was flavor aid. The cheapest fucking Kool-Aid you can buy. The only one that's five cents cheaper than Kool-Aid, okay? So every time I hear it, it's only 45 years ago. It's in living memory of like people in this fucking room that it was Flavor-Aid, not Kool-Aid. And the fact that people think that it's fucking Kool-Aid is bananas. It's a lie. And every time you hear it, every time I hear somebody fucking say it, I just look at them and I just think... Either they don't know anything about anything, or they don't care to know things about anything, or they don't want to learn shit about shit, or just the world, they just walk on through the world and it just passes them by, because that's how life should be. But I think it's fucking garbage not to know the fact that, hey man, (laughs) they drank the Kool-Aid, which is a hack fucking term anyway, they drank the Kool-Aid, is the fact that, they didn't fucking drink it. Like I said, you might as well say they drank Gatorade because it's the same thing. Anyway, I'm, holding it like a, I'm just holding it like a martini glass. Anyway, oh yeah, all right, what else did I bring? Oh yeah, in the 90s, it was very fun to have people wear baggy pants and bikini briefs. Loose on the legs, tight on the balls. Very lovely. That's for my mother because she listens and... She likes that stupid line. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. All right. And I'll end with this dumb shit. I remember cutting credit cards in stores. They would take your fucking credit card and treat you like a loser and snip it. Hey, asshole. Snip. Fuck you and your fucking card. Keep it moving, dog. You got some money? That's, that's the kind of world I wish we'd kind of return to. Just kind of one that makes you just hold stakes on the shit that you claim. Anyway, I guess, oh, I'll end with this dumb joke that the lady hates. What can lifesavers do that guys can't? 
come in five different flavors. All right, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. Jordan Clark said I was late for school. George Davis telling us the way that it is. Yes. All right, your next comedian. Tall drink of water right over there coming up to the stage for you guys. Clap your hands, slap those meat paws together. It's Adam Strawbridge. See, God warning. Last semester, told my Hello, mom. Thank and Thank you. Thank you. I like Harry Potter. Kind of a Harry Potter geek. Went online to the fan site. Tried to see what I took that quiz to see what like what wizard house I would be in. But I got an I got an answer I didn't know was possible. The quiz told me I'm a virgin. So, hurt my feelings. Hoping for Gryffindor. You guys smoke weed? Of course you do. It's 2016. We all smoke weed. If you don't smoke weed in 2016, you are a cop. <laughs> Worse, you're probably not a very popular cop because the co- cool cops smoke weed too. Cops can be assholes sometimes. I'll be the first to say it. I'll take that unique position. Um, <laughs> my beef with cops is they say sun, and I don't, you know, it kind of irks me. Like, sun, do you know how fast you were going? It's like... No, daddy, enlighten me. Because <laughs> like, we're in San Francisco, it's hard to tell if a mustachioed man in uniform is trying to fuck me or give me a ticket. So. Can we be clear about it? Oh, boy. Um, I like Ask Jeeves. It's my favorite search engine, maybe one of my favorite websites. Uh, until they fired Jeeves. I don't know why. I think he was a, I think he was a Holocaust denier or something. Uh, but looking for, looking for porn on Google is so sterile. It's so clinical. If you're porn on Ask Jeeves, it's like, it's, you know, you feel like an aristocrat. It's like, the usual today, sir. No, Jeeves. <laughs> Bring me something interracial. <laughs> I don't know. Um, walked through Noe Valley to get here. Noe Valley's all right. Lots of bougie women. We all know that. Bougie women and, like, yoga pants, Bugatti strollers, talking about the miracle of childbirth. I don't, I'm a man. I don't mean to pontificate on childbirth or anything. I get it. It's quite an ordeal. But a miracle is something you like you literally can't believe happened, you know? Like childbirth is one thing we've all in a way kind of been through. I can believe you're reproducing. What I can't believe is that it's not butter. We talk about that. Planned Parenthood. <laughs> um I don't know. Uh NASA sucks. I'll be the first to say that too. I don't like NASA. They want more money. They're always looking for more money. They're, they're going to Mars. I think they're looking for gold or something. Uh, and I get it. Like, space is neat. But there's so much on Earth we don't understand. We don't know what's in the heart of our jungles. We don't know what's at the bottom of our oceans. We still don't know why kids love the taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> you know, where's the funding for that? We think it's because of the whole grains and minerals, but that's only a theory. We still haven't solved the Michael Jackson conjecture whether Annie is or is not okay. <laughs> He died not knowing, and to me, that's tragic. So, the least we can do. I like animals. You guys like animals? Crazy facts about animals. So many wonders. A single ant can lift 10 times its own body weight. 15 if it's trying to impress chicks. So, it's pretty tight. Barnacles have the biggest dick to body ratio, that coveted DTB. Penguins have the smallest, but if you ask them, they'll be like, oh, it's really cold in the South Pole. <laughs> no, no. Not fooling me. Penguins. <laughs> All right, that was nice. Um, cuttlefish are these freaky squish, freaky squids. They have alpha males that have all the girls. They have like a harem of girls and beta males that have to impersonate women to hang out with them to impregnate them on the sly. It's pretty sneaky. Uh, the Latin name for cuttlefish actually translates to straight guys who do musicals. So, <laughs> it's a profession. Um, 
Let's wrap this up. I'm trying to make it in Hollywood. <laughs> trying to write some scripts, some spec scripts. Nothing original these days. Nothing, nothing original. It's all sequels, sequels and threequels. So I'm doing a sequel of my own. It's inspired by my Jewish heritage. It's called uh, The Diary of Anne Frank 2. This time it's personal. Uh, <laughs> thinking Kevin Hart for the role of Hitler. All right, thanks guys. Give it up for Pam. Adam Strawberry. Some of my favorite jokes. I love eating cuttlefish and your cuttlefish joke. Every time I laugh like it's brand new. I just love it. Delicious food and jokes from Adam Strawbridge. Now I'm hungry. Now I'm thinking about cuttlefish. Your next comedian, every time I see him, he gets funnier. Actually, it's true. You've been you've been killing. You've been knocking it out of the park lately. Yeah, like, and the other day he actually did material, which made me so happy because I was like, wow, he's so funny when he does material too. Put your hands together, everybody. He's a really wonderful guy. I know he looks like every other comedian you've seen, but he really is original and funny. It's Cole Chapman. <laughs> Yay! Half the room cleared out. Yay! Perfect time for me to do jokes. What's up, guys? How you doing? You doing okay? Yeah, man. Uh, it's 2016. Someone mentioned that earlier. I think we all know that <laughs> by now. <laughs> I hope you do. Uh, and uh, like you said, I'm a, uh, a white straight male trying to do comedy. <laughs> no one wants that anymore. You're a male dude, so you're not complete opposite, but unless you are secretly a woman, in which case, wow. <laughs> you are a master of disguise. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> that's a that's kind of a, that's low hanging fruit. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I'm also I also work at a newspaper. Uh, so as you can see, in 2016, I have never taken career advice, not once, <laughs> not a single time. I work at a newspaper, and I'm a white straight male comedian. No one wants any of those things anymore. <laughs> Everyone's like, we're done. Where did you, like, what, at what point did you think this is a good idea to dedicate your life to this shit? We've had enough of your opinions. Oh, it's hard to be white, guys. It's like, yeah, we get it, dude. Like, well, tell me how hard it is to, to, whatever, man. It's just annoying. It's a... I feel like I picked the wrong time for all this shit, but you know, now I gotta sit here and be like, guys, it's hard to be white, when everyone's like, shut up. <laughs> no, it's not. A short black lesbian told me that the other day. She was like, oh, it must be really hard to be a tall, straight, white comedian, huh? It's like, it is. <laughs> we don't get priority in nothing. I know. Been doing stand-up for a while, which is nice. Uh, Pam, you mentioned it. I'm getting funnier every day, which is nice. <laughs> Crushing this shit. Uh, here's the thing. I'm getting booked to shows now, which is nice, uh, but I'm only getting booked to improv stand-up shows, which is kind of a huge fuck you to a stand-up comedian. It's like, a, it's like, yeah, we like your like safer TV white guy face, but none of that shit you wrote. Like, just don't. <laughs> Just, you know, you're better off just winging it. <laughs> don't even, don't even bring that shit. We don't want to hear it. All right, fine. It's kind of like, I don't know, like inviting a clown to your kid's birthday party and then being like, oh, but like no balloon animals, no juggling, no water flowers, no like face painting, uh, just none of that shit. And he's like, what? So like, they just like show up and like scare kids? He's <laughs> like, so, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, oh, I can do that. Totally. It's fine. Being a white straight male comedian is, uh, is uh, neat, but it's totally outdated. 
kind of feel like uh, as exotic as a pair of loafers. You know what I mean? Like they were super popular once, uh, and the only kind of shoe my da- my grandpa likes, and my dad, I guess. I don't know. Here's the thing. I never met my grandpa, uh, but he was from Boston, and he died before I was born. So that dude was super racist, probably. (laughs) I have to assume. (laughs) Like, all the evidence is there. I'm just like, hey, man, I'm just connected the dots. Sorry, grandpa, I never met you, but I just got to assume you're a real dick. From Virginia, too. Ah, that guy was a piece of shit. (laughs) I assume. I assume. I never met the man. Let's see what else. Oh. I uh, mentioned I work in news, so I get to read a lot of weird news stories. Did you guys hear about this one, Jay Leno? Do you hear about this? The guy uh, stole a human brain from a bio lab, like a medical lab, took it home so he could dip his joint in the formaldehyde and get super high. Smart, Pam says. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy's thinking, finally. New ways to get Hi, uh, here's the thing. He just took the brain and then put it in a plastic bag and threw it in his closet. Yeah, and then his mom found it the next day. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, dude, I'd rather find a hundred million cum rags than this. (laughs) What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Uh, But here's the thing. He only dipped his joint in the formaldehyde. He didn't even attempt to make a bong out of that brain. Like, what kind of shitty stoner are you, dude? Like, what? Like, how many apples have you smoked out of and not once you thought, maybe, maybe I'll turn this brain into a bong? And then he could have walked around like, ooh, I'm such a pothead. Like, it's right there. It is right there. Okay, I got to go, guys. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Cole Chapman being funny. Just to teach you, though, young, young man, PCP and formaldehyde, I guess, are similar. So you can dip your joints in them, and then you like, Sherman. And they call it Sherm. The kids call it Sherm. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, these crazy kids. I've, I've never done PCP on purpose, so I have that to say for myself. Your next comedian is new. No one's ever seen this guy. Uh, we've never met him before. I, I haven't. Maybe I have. I'm drunk all the time. I don't know. Uh, but he's, uh, he's a lovely human being, and he did all the little tasks things, and he's a friend of the lovely Sarah DeForest, and we are happy to see him here. So clap your hands, making him feel welcome and happy. Everybody, it's Mike Flynn. <laughs> Hey there. So I was in the mall the other day. I do go to malls. There was an ad for a lawyer. You've seen ads for lawyers. On one side, the grin of a psychopath. On the other, he lists his three specialties. And they are, in order, defective products, number one. Number two, dog bites. And number three, wrongful death. That is a pretty big leap from specialty number two to specialty number three. Also, those are three very specific specialties. Did you skip, like, most of law school? Did you go to one of those cool law schools where you can design your own major? Or actually, maybe he's sort of the specialist, you know? He's like the wolf from uh, Pulp Fiction. You only call him when you really need him. You know, dog bites and wrongful death. Fuck. My pit bull killed another toddler. Got to call Arnold Saperstein, Esquire. Actually, the whole concept of wrongful death is kind of weird, right? Like, like if Scott Bayo dies in a freak accident tomorrow, and you call Arnold Saperstein, does he check the case law and say, no, sorry, rightful death? <laughs> didn't, didn't care for that guy. My younger brother will not accept my mother's Facebook friend request. 
It's not really a joke. It's just a really sad story about my mom. I actually really like my mom on Facebook. She's kind of kooky and fun. She's that kind of mom. The people I really don't like on Facebook are my tangential family friends, you know? Friends of my parents. Their friends. This is an actual post that a 68-year-old woman left on my Facebook wall the other day. Hi, Michael. I love watching you and everything you do. This phone is my pleasure, much better than TV. I saw your parents, too. That is the note of a stalker. I mean, I'm sure she's a very nice stalker. I bet she hasn't made a doll out of my hair yet or anything. But she's, she's, she's getting there. She's getting there. I actually, speaking of phones, has anyone ever dropped their phone in the toilet? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Obviously. The rest of you? Yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. I did about two weeks ago. So the good news, the good news here is that I was in there like Michael Phelps. I got it right out, you know? <laughs> it, it actually still works. The bad news is you can't really wash a phone, especially when you're so happy you just saved it. So basically, I'm just pressing the smell of a BART station against my face several times a day. I shouldn't complain, though. I, it's actually just really good to be with you guys because I spent the last couple weeks in the hospital. It took my dad forever to die. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My dad's alive. He's just a really shitty dad. Let's see. What, what else is funny? Um, let's see what else is funny. Oh, okay. So I finally started seeing a psychiatrist again. Really pleased with that. Yeah, this is what's funny. Uh, and it's really nice. I got my anxiety under control. I can finally, like, my head is clear. I can start feeling my feelings, the actual real ones. It turns out I'm depressed. Yeah, I'm going to end on that. Good night, everyone. <laughs> laugh. Welcome to your first time here at Mutiny Radio. We hope you come back again and again. It's just like a big therapy session here, you know, every Monday and Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. Here today it's the uh, joke, or today it's the happy hour, but on Mondays we do joke workshops. So if you really feel badly about yourself, come there and then people tell you how to make your shitty jokes even worse. <laughs> That's not true. People really give good tags. They really do help out on Mondays, they, especially if Stephanie Silverman is here. She writes really well for other people. All right, and she writes good things for herself too. I keep, I'm just digging myself in the hole tonight that I don't mean. I really love Stephanie Silverman as a comedian. Your next comedian, he's a new guy too. He jumped through all the hoops. I'm super excited to see what he does. Hey everybody, slap those paws and claws together. It's Cedric Drake. I'm sorry you have a shitty dad. I apologize for that. I mean, my my dad, my dad, my dad's not shitty. He just tries to embarrass me all the fucking time, you know. Basically, um, if I bring any friends to the house, it's just it's just it's just fucked up all the time. So, like one time, <laughs> I mean, I just got home too, and so my dad's like. My, my dad's like, oh, what you doing? I was like, my friend's coming. My friend came over. He had some friends over, too. My dog was in the living room as well. You know, it's just one, you know, one big circle jerk. Um, so we're all, you know, we're all chilling. My dad offers my friend a shot of tequila. My friend 
obliged. He said, yeah, I'll take one. He's like, said, you should get more friends like that instead of the punk ass, other punk-ass friends you've got. And I was like, uh, thanks for the vote of confidence of my friends, Dad. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so, you know, I don't drink, nor do I smoke. So somebody said, you know, I might be a cop if I don't. I, I fucking hate cops and I don't smoke, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> it's cool. So basically what ended up happening was, you know, his friend was like, Stan, we need to take another shot. And my dad was like, if I take another shot, I'm going to have to fuck that dog. <laughs> so we did the logical thing and just left and just let him fuck the dog. And then I wondered why the dog is always chasing him around. I was like, that dog must get fucked good. That dog is always, that dog is always, always behind him just swishing. Just swishing, just happy. Tail wagging. It's because he fucks that dog. And he was like, the dog's horny. But I was like, the dog's been neutered though. So I was just, I was, uh, I was a bit, I was a bit, uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was pondering that one. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what, guys, I have, I have something to say. I just learned how to swim. Um, I'm not a statistic anymore, guys. I'm not a statistic anymore. Um, of course, a white person taught me how to swim. Um, I tried to ask my friend who's black to teach me how to swim. He knows how to swim. And he said, fuck, no, I don't like water. And I was like, dude, how the fuck did you learn how to swim? He's like, I looked it up on YouTube. <sighs> that was fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I have gout, guys. I have gout, yeah, I do. Uh, it's fucked up, but you know, I was thinking, you know, you have all these like different like 5Ks and stuff like that and 10Ks for like leukemia and fucking, um, and fucking like Alzheimer's, dementia, cystic fibrosis. You have like a 300, a 300 mile walk for breast cancer. But there's no gout walks because we can't fucking walk. I mean, what the fuck would that shit look like, dude, for real? Like, what would that look like? Like, there's, there's like 100, 100 healthy motherfuckers just running and just, oh, we're having a good time. I can't wait to get the fucking t-shirt. <laughs> and then in the back is us, limping on wheelchairs, on, on walkers and shit. And then there's a pitiful motherfuckers way in the back just crawling, trying to get through this 5, 10K, and then some genius says, you know what? Give us a fucking bus, take us to the finish line, give us our fucking T-shirt. And the last thing I'll say is that I'm a big-ass nerd, man. I do, I do do that Pokemon Go shit. I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna talk about Pokemon Go, but I will say I'm a big ass nerd. How many six foot three, 300 pound black men do you know have read all seven Harry Potter books? One. Me. I mean, what would that shit look like though? Like, like some, some like, like gangsters like doing it like, yeah man, Hufflepuff motherfucker. <laughs> fuck Gryffindor, man. Them Gryffindor boys trying to come down here and try to fuck with us. This next time you come down here, we're gonna put a horcrux up your motherfucking ass. And that is my time. I'm Cedric Drake. Thank you. Cedric Drake! Yay! I would also be in Hufflepuff. Fuck all that fucking. I'm, I'm all Hufflepuff all day long. They just have fun and they hang out with their friends. They, they, yeah, they smoke weed. They make bongs out of, out of whatever. They're smart witches. No, no, like, I didn't wanna save shit. No, wait. 
Your next comedian, uh, he is part of a comedian duo that's been producing things all over San Francisco lately, doing a really awesome job. I think it's called Ken Sanj Productions. Right now, you get to see him do comedy, taking off his enormous hat. Everybody, it's Sanj Noah. Yay! What's up, guys? Hello. Hey, so, yeah. Gonna tell some jokes. Hey, what's up, dude? What's up? I haven't seen you in like a year. Yeah, it's been a long time. It has. I've not gotten funnier since since we last met. Uh, I think it's interesting how life. Like, I feel like life gets better from generation to generation. You know, like I grew up playing video games. Let me shut the door. Sorry. I grew up playing video games, and uh, my dad grew up playing cards. You know, my grandpa grew up collecting stamps. Like, you know how bored you have to be to collect stamps? You know what I mean? It's crazy. My grandpa's really old. Uh, you know he's old because he used to collect something that nobody uses anymore. That's how you know you're really old, you know? My great-grandfather collected people with polio. He's, uh, he's fucking ancient. Uh, I have a lot of Mormon friends. Let's, get, let's have a round of applause for Mormons. Yeah. They're really cool, man. And a lot of people give them shit. They're like, why do Mormon guys have so many wives? It's because Mormon like more women. You know what I mean? That's how that works. Uh, life has a funny way of working itself out. It's something I've never heard a homeless man say. You know? I don't know if you guys have been to any fast food restaurants in this area. Like, there are homeless people sleeping underneath the tables. You know what I mean? Like, they think McDonald's is a bed and breakfast. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I like, like, I think the most important thing about a restaurant to me is just customer service. Like, I go to Jack in the Box a lot because they call me sir. And uh, I like that. It's the, <laughs> the food is terrible. Like, I've been hospitalized, like, three times, but... I mean, customer service, you really can't beat it, I feel. Uh, my niece had a lot of questions. My niece, I have a niece, and she was asking me a lot of questions about trans women. She has a lot of questions about them, and uh, who doesn't, you know what I mean? But uh, she was asking me, like, how does the process go down? Like, how do they transition from men to women? And I didn't think I could explain it to her that well, so I decided to show her a documentary about it. Uh, to help explain things to her. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called uh, X-Men Origins. It's, uh, it's really good. Now she thinks trans women are superheroes, and I'm like, yeah, they, they kind of are. Uh, not Caitlyn Jenner, but, you know, the others. Caitlyn Jenner is really interesting, you know, because it's like, I don't like her too much. The trans community doesn't like her. And when the trans community doesn't like you, like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? They accept everybody. It's fucking ridiculous. I think, uh, I feel like Donald Trump is, his like campaign has showed like how much racism there still is in America. There are like a lot of racists, you know? And to me, the saddest thing is a blind white supremacist uh, because they love white, but they see black just all the time. It's kind of sad to me. Okay, you guys have been really good audience actually. Thank you so much. I'm gonna give it back to Pam. Sand Noah. Go 
go see one of his shows uh, that he runs Broad City at, uh, some Friday nights at Brainwash. And then also uh, here they run Baby's Gotta Eat here at Mutiny Radio. So go see one of his productions. Yay, Sand, yay! Your next comedian cracks my shit up, not just because of his lovely accent, but because every time he's here, he has new and bizarre things to tell us about the world that he lives in. Uh, I enjoy his comedy very much. You guys are going to love him, too. Clap your hands wildly for Johnny Isaacs! (laughs) My music died out. Thanks for the enthusiasm, guys. Um... um, I was gonna. You normally say a rugby thing. I was gonna tell you a rugby fact. Yeah, I was um, gonna say my different. I know. I know. It's fine. So I was. I was gonna do a quick survey. Uh, how many people have played sports with um, porn stars? <laughs> I've played rugby with five now. I'm racking them up. Um, it's a slightly weird fact of life. Uh, I had a very weird encounter this morning where I'm about 80% certain that I was called a racist at the gym. But I'm not entirely sure that that's what happened. It may or may have not. So this is what went down. I'm doing uh, my least favorite workout of the week. And this older black guy... Oh, I'm in 24-hour fitness in Oakland. That's very important because it's, like, populated with a lot of very hot, large black men. Uh, and it would be the worst place to work out if you were actually a racist, because uh, it'd be very distracting. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so this guy comes and stands unnecessarily close to me, uh, to the point where I physically can't do the exercise I'm trying to do. He then picks up something that I'm about to use, and I'm a bit like, oh no, I really, I don't want to him to take that and I don't want to have to go and look for one but I'm also really deathly afraid of strangers so I didn't want to say anything and so I guess I gave him like a bit of a dodgy look or I'd know an eye roll or something and he said oh I see you're watching the colours and I was like what? and he went I see you're watching the colour and I went and I'm wearing fluorescent orange shoes red red, green shorts and a red t-shirt so I look like an Aryan Christmas elf and um and so I was like, I, he says, I see you're watching the colour. And I went, absolutely. Um, which is apparently the wrong thing to say when you're being accused of, I guess, very gentle racism. Or very gently accused of racism, I guess I should say. He was the most polite, he was the most polite man I've ever met who was accusing me of bigotry. Um, and I have been called a homophobe before, which is slightly weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he says, he says that. I say, absolutely. And he goes, I'm from Alabama. We can spot prejudice there. And I said, okay. And then it wasn't until he, he said, yeah, I see you're a prejudice. You're prejudice. Have a good day. Very politely and walked off. And then I was like, I have no idea what happened. And about a minute later, I'm like, oh, shit, he thinks I'm, he thinks I'm racist. And I almost chased after him. <laughs> to tell him that my best friends are black. But that's really something you can't tell someone when they're accusing you of bigotry, accusing you of racism, because it, it, just, it just makes things much worse. Uh, <laughs> really, really awkward conversation for me. And I don't like conversations with strangers at the best of times. Uh, yeah, the, I got told um, by one of my cousin's best friends that I was a homophobe when I was 18 because I said I wasn't attracted to their camp best friend. Uh, and she went, oh, you must be a homophobe then. And I went, nope, no, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I'm a gay. Uh, <laughs> and that's all there is to say on that subject. My husband went to put my stuff in the car, and he's going to be pissed <laughs> that he came into town for this, and I talked while he wasn't here. Oh. 
but fuck him. I've been thinking about, um, I've been thinking about murdering him in his sleep. I've been thinking about smothering him, but there's no way I'll get away with it because we've got memory foam pillows. Um, and his face imprint and my fingerprint imprint is just, it's not gonna go down well down for me. Yeah, I've been fantasizing lately about uh, packing it all in and just leaving and fucking off, but he's not here, so he won't, get, he won't hear that. I'm gonna do a whole set about it in front of him, make him really uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, so you know that you get that seven year itch, yeah, I'm getting it five years early. It's really good. Right, I'm going to call it a day. Thank you very much. Johnny Isaacs bearing his soul. Yes, for all of us here. It is a therapy session sometimes here. Uh, I, hey, tonight on the uh, D, Oh My DUI show, I get to talk about how I quit my job, my husband, and car driving all at the same time. It was good. Uh, I'm good at quitting. Also, my ex-husband was black, so when people accuse me of being a racist, I want to tell them, like, no, no, my ex-husband's black, but that makes me look like more of a racist when you try to pull out, like, the not... You're like, no, no, I really like people of color. Duh. And they're like, do you mean colored people? You're like, no, no. It's not what I said at all. Johnny Isaacs, yeah, yay. Your next comedian, he's sitting there on his little blue hat and his big beard and probably thinking about Segway things. Every time I'm with a child and I see him on the street, I yell... Famous comedian John Gallagher. Hey, everybody, clap your hands together for famous comedian John Gallagher. Yay! Thank you, Pat. Wait, did I see you more than once? Did I see you more than once on the street? Oh, okay. Well, I feel bad. Yeah, you should always wave. That was uh, that was funny. I was like, ah, look, I do comedy with her. She's great. That's funny. I see. I run to her and Moon show all the time because that's my that's my job. I do. I'm a Segway tour tour man show people around um and now yeah we started a comedy show in our office and it's a genuinely hilarious thing to be like you can see the best comedians in the bay area in this segway tour shop people are like are you gonna murder me what is this why are you lying why would you make up this ridiculous lie the only credibility i have is an electronic murder device that i'm wheeling around on doing tricks and stuff and like what the fuck is what am i walking into it's like you can bring beer they're like okay i'll watch it i watch whatever sex show you're taking me to um, because yeah, people fuck on segways. You ever seen that? There is hoverboard porn. Actually, I don't know about segway porn. I've seen hoverboard porn, and that was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You see it too? I think we probably saw the same one. It was a Brazzers one, wasn't it? That's right. Hey, call the shots. Brazzers.com. First to the punch. You know, they got the money, they got the detail, they got the talent. Uh, I uh, actually, so are you from Australia? London. London. Fuck. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm the worst. I like, I spend d- this every day. So, are you from Australia? No, uh, Belgium. Like, fucking, why do I ask anymore? What am I fucking doing? Uh, but actually, because I, I work around a lot of tourists, uh, so I'm actually getting it of, to be a very good impersonator of Australians. I can do a good Australian accent, both sexes, both of them. Okay, I'm gonna start off with Australian woman. Okay, it's an Australian woman accent. A dingo ate my pussy. Okay, pretty good, pretty good. Now as an Australian man, okay? Australian man. That's not a knife, that's a dingo eating your pussy. See, smart comedy. I, do, I tell smart jokes, <laughs> smart things. 
Uh, I like uh, I do a little bit of improv in addition to stand up. There's a little bit of a divide between improv and stand up. And improv, if you talk to these people, they have a douchey saying who's like, "Improv's all about a lifestyle and agreement, man. Improv, it's like life. Everything's about yes and." It's like, well, I can think of a couple things that are not about yes and. Like, take masturbation, for example. Masturbation's not about yes and. Masturbation is all about yes hand. I can't stop it because it makes me so happy. I know it's coming, but then I see Ethan's face of <laughs> just the look of horror. And uh, it kind of makes my day. I, I, You know what? I'm on a kick. I don't know why I love doing this shit. Fuck off. Uh, I don't know, I've been in the Bay Area a little bit, a little while. I came from Rio, Nevada. And I kind of, like, I'm a, I feel like I'm pretty straight-laced. I, I don't do too much crazy shit. Or at least I had that thought because I was like, San Francisco. San Francisco's fucking lame, dude. I missed all the good shit, right? And then as soon as I had that thought, I had three immediate thoughts that came right after it, which was like, it's like San Francisco's boring. Then boom, it's like, Remember that time where on Halloween you saw two people high on ecstasy try and fuck in the same onesie? That was memory one. <laughs> that memory number two was like, didn't you go to a polyamorous wedding where the, they were people were dressed like furries and Pitbull in Dolores Park? It's like, okay, memory two. And then the other one was, do you remember when your friend's girlfriend hit you up on Tinder? Not to fuck, but just to ask you about comic books. <laughs> So yeah, this is pretty much the San Francisco experience. Oh, and also I was on ecstasy. That was the other thing. All ecstasy all the time. All ecstasy, baby. Um, I've got a minute left. I don't have any more terrible one-liner. Oh, I do have a terrible one-liner for you. Wait. I think. Fuck. I just had one more. Um, fuck, I'm blanking on it. I think I'm just going to call it. Thank you, guys. John Gallagher, famous comedian, Segway tour driver, making tips all over the city. Learning things and having fun. Yay! Growing his beard out like a champion. Your next comedian, I don't think he could grow a beard if he tried. I don't know if that's a thing that um, he could. Oh, he just thought of it now as he walked. He's like, I, I got the one liner. Your next comedian, very funny man. Clap wildly. It's Duat Mai. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I was sitting out there, I was sitting over here actually, and uh, I think I figured it out. I know why we have pubic hair. I figured it out. I know why we have pubic hair. Why? Yeah, so that uh, when we're naked and we're eating a cookie, the crumbs won't hit the floor. <laughs> I figured it out. Hey, um, hey you, know how, you know how some people say you can burn books, but you can't burn ideas? I go, yeah, but you can stab people in the head. <laughs> you know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I saw, you know, I saw this uh, group of girls, you know, talking about uh, guys, his eyes, you know. They go, oh, I like blue eyes, and some, someone like, oh, I like green eyes. And I was like, you know what? I don't like any of that. I like the white part. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. If, if I see white, that means you're not looking at me. You know? That's the way I like it. I like it. And you know how some people can roll their eyes to the back of their heads and they and you make it all white? I'm gonna marry somebody like that. Yeah. At a party, I'm gonna be like, hey, meet my wife. She's creepy. <laughs> whatever she says, don't. Whatever she says, don't get her what she wants for Christmas. Ninja stars. It's not gonna work out. Yeah. And I want holes in my walls. Anyways, guys. Um, oh, somebody just walked in. Look at it. How's it going, dude? All right. Who knows? Um, hey, this this is my impression of me before 1492. 
right? I'll be like, hey, the sun is round, and the moon is round. Hey, you think the earth could be round? Yes, but it could be round and flat, like a disc. Like, yeah, you're so smart. Yeah, I'm gonna tell Columbus I'm not going, dude. Fuck that. I'm gonna stay home and invest in lemon juice. That's what I'm gonna do. Anyways, um, anyways, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I saw this lady with a cane, and I was thinking, you know, if I ever needed a cane, I'll get one in the shape of a leg, you know? Yeah. And when people go, is that real? I'm like, no, it's not. When would I get a real fucking leg, you know? Who do you think I am, a coroner? I don't saw people's legs off and fucking, you know? You know what I hate the most? Uh, I hate landmines. Yes. I fucking hate them. They were ruining the one thing I love doing the most, walking around. Yeah. You know? People be like, hey, uh, what ha- what, how's Vietnam? I'm like, oh, I lost a leg. How? I got bored. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to my auntie. I saved my leg, now I made a cane out of it. The cane's real, the fake, the leg's fake. The leg's fake. How's it going, dude? Oh, good. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm all right, man. I'm about to piss my pants, but it's okay. Yes. You know, I've never pissed my pants and shit at the same time. Is that the light, or is that? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, it's A-Light. Sorry, guys. I, I ruined my own momentum. There it goes. Oh, oh there it goes. Okay. Um, more thoughts I had today. More thoughts I had today. Uh, what was I thinking about? Oh, um, does anybody want to buy steroids? Anybody? I got ste- Oh, yeah? Hey, I, I, got ster- I, got, I got steroids for real stuff. Yeah, for real. Went to my doctor. I said, hey, my left leg's disappearing. I need some steroids. He goes, yeah, here you go. (laughs) I said, that's it? He goes, yeah, that's it. Go take it. Like, no guidelines? He goes, yeah, just take three a day. I'm like, okay. Milk? He goes, I don't care. (laughs) All right, all right. You know, hey, uh, you guys ever, have you guys ever used steroids? Never? Yeah. Never? Yeah, have you? Well, birth control is steroids. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Bench press me. Yeah. I was thinking, hey, if I was ever in the military, I would use steroids, though, you know? I'd pump myself up full of steroids, you know? Just waiting for the drill sergeant to say, drop and give me 50, so I can be like, I'll give you 55. <laughs> hey, you know about Adderall, guys? You guys know about Adderall? Yeah. Steroids for the mind, for people with ADD. I was thinking, if athletes can't use steroids, lawyers shouldn't be allowed to use Adderall, right? I'd be like, hey, uh, objection, Your Honor. The, the prosecutors aren't blinking. Look at that. <laughs> My lawyers only got coffee, all right? I did not go down to the park that day and chop down trees. I did not, okay? That wasn't me. Anyways, I got to get out of here, right, Pam? Yeah, I got to get out of here. All right. Um, hey, if you guys like my set, uh, give me a million dollars. It would help me out, you know? I got to buy some booze. I'm running out over here and booze and Doritos. Thank you. Hey, boy, buying booze and Doritos, yay! Stage for his jokes. That's like the best paycheck I've ever heard of. Your next comedian runs a show here on Sunday nights from 10 to midnight called Old Soul Radio. You guys are gonna laugh at his dick jokes. I do every time. Clap your hands wildly. It's Mike Evans Jr. So the world's like super fucked up right now, especially to be a, a dude that looks and sounds like me. Um, in case you haven't noticed, I'll like get into Ubers and the guy would be like, ooh, shit, glad I'm not that guy. <laughs> All right, very awkward joke to tell a room full of not black people, <laughs> but that's okay. 
I have like depression dick, if that's a thing. That's a thing. Like, I can only get hard when I'm watching porn, but like when I'm having sex with girls in real life, it just gets really soft. I don't know if that's a thing anybody else can relate to. No, not really. Yeah. It's also pretty hard to be uh, um, a young black comedian too, because I'm always looking out for like cops and protesters. Because if cops walk in, I'm nervous. But if protesters walk in, my only excuse is that I'm gonna go tell jokes about my dick. Like that's not. They're like, hey man, come fight for our people, man. It's like, oh, but I wrote this. I wrote this really good scrotum joke, and like, I don't know. I don't know if I have the time. Um, it's funny though, man, because like I have a lot of white friends, unless. In case you guys couldn't tell about that already. But uh, yeah, a lot of my friends are white. And a lot of them, they get really nervous around me now. Anytime I ask them to go do something, go do an action for Black Lives Matter, I'm like, hey, you gonna, gonna go to a protest? They're like, oh, I'm going out of town, man. I'm going to, uh, going to Europe. I mean, Africa. I'm going to Africa. Africa's, Africa's my favorite place in the world. That's where I'm going. Um, what else happened? Yeah, I've been... Uh, I'm 21 years old, which means I'm still kind of trying to find myself a little bit, which is tough because the, when the world's like fucked up like this, you kind of tend to wonder if like comedy is like the thing you're really supposed to be doing with your time. Like I always, I always ponder that. I'm not really sure. Like so, I try to do comedy at a hunger strike, which was a terrible idea. Telling, telling jokes here is okay, but telling a porn joke in a room full of feminists is a terrible fucking idea. I'm just saying it's really bad. Which, to me. I get more offended, okay, let me, let, me t let me take that back. I can't say I get more offended by feminists. Girls go through a lot of shit too, let me just, let me just say that as a fact. But like the pubes thing really annoys me. For some reason, in feminist culture, pubes is like a sense of pride. This one girl went on, gave like a whole speech, it's like, and I don't shave my vagina, and all those girls were like, yeah! I'm like, what the fuck? Why is that a thing people are cheering on? Like pubes on like a feminist girl is like it's like a cobweb of guys who didn't make it through because they were called sexist. Looks a lot like that guy's beard right here, honestly. I've I've gone through a couple like that, which is really bad. She's like, yeah, floss in it. Floss with your teeth and my pubes. Um, other joke about porn. Porn is really weird right now. I always say that. Porn is going through a weird turn. You know, the world flips over, porn does too. It's just like what people start to jack off to. There's a lot of like stepmother, stepbrother shit, which I don't really understand. It's not even a joke, it's just something that I'm always in question about. This guy knows, this guy laughs because he's like, yeah, what the fuck? And divorce rates go up and so do divorce porn rates. That's the horn. That's what that is. Yeah, I can't go on Facebook anymore because Facebook is too fucking intense. I used to just jack off to pictures of my exes, but now it's just like, Somebody's dying all the time, man. Facebook is very fucking intense. I mean, it's still there. It's like ex-girlfriend, somebody dying, ex-girlfriend. Uh, yep, depression. For help throughout all this stuff, I'm gonna wrap up with this. I try to go to older black people for help and shit. I try to go to my grandma, ask her for tender love and care through all these problems, because hopefully she's gone through worse shit. But she just tells me the same shit every time. She says, you know, Mike, Throughout history, as a black man, you gotta just fuck a white woman. <laughs> That's my time, guys. My name is Mike Evans. He understands how the world works. It's Mike Evans Jr. Yay! We have a couple comedians left for you guys here on the happy hour, and then it turns into Pam Tassi's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, your next comedian. I haven't met him before, but I'm sure he's gonna be hilarious. Clap wildly. It's Paul Hafferty. <laughs> Yay! 
Hey. Down. How's everybody's life going? Pretty, pretty good. That sounded lackluster um, at best. Mine is, is going fair to meager right now. Um, you know, it, it's, it's all right, I guess. Um, I do have to say, um, but uh, has, has anybody here ever contemplated suicide? No? Yes. Wow, I'm surprised somebody actually said that. I was expecting to just go quiet. <laughs> um, so I have two. Uh, I actually tried it once because um, that might be interesting. Um, actually, it was more that um, I didn't think there was anything that was uh, better for me to do at the time or relevant. Um, but it didn't really work out too well because apparently when you do that, um, they make you go to a different place than you actually want to. <laughs> with rooms with other people who were uh, um, apparently molested continuously when they were children. Um, what was that guy's name? He, he, was, he was really nice, though. Um, so... <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I wouldn't suggest it to anybody. Um, but uh, what else was I going to say about that? Um, I don't know. So I will try to transition to, uh, oh, yeah, what I was going to say about that was um, doesn't seem like there's neighborhoods that cater to that type of crowd. Um, you know, you got the gay district here. You had the mission, which is Latino. Um, but no uh, in-your-life neighborhood, apparently. And I thought it was open-minded here, but uh, apparently not. So um, you should probably think about that. I know there's a few groups, but uh, that's about it. I also found out the other day that I have psoriasis. But um, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, which really makes me uh, uh, love little babies because they're so smooth. But um, yeah, my uh, my doctor though is a little too into it because he's really soft spoken and he's like, yeah. Um, so it looks like it's gotten a little bit better. But um, anyway, come here. Do you have anything on your penis? No, no, I don't. Okay, turn around. Your butt looks fine too. You should come back a little bit you know, later when you're, when you're a smoother person. Um, so, uh, I, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> Thanks. Paul Haverty! I'm sorry about your psoriasis. I hear the injectables work really well. My best friend's a dermatologist. She talks about it all the time. You're ne I've gone to many, many dinners about psoriasis and I get to eat filet mignon while I look at pictures of psoriasis. It's weird, I know, but <laughs> my best friend's a dermatologist, so I've gotten used to it over time. Your next comedian is uh, here, and I hope I pronounced his last name right because um, Tito has terrible handwriting. Uh, but your next comedian is Richard Paya! Yay! Thank you, Pam. Um, it's actually Richard Raya. Oh, that's an R? Yeah, well, considering that Tito's illiterate, that's a pretty good ah. stab at it. <laughs> you might find that, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, um, guys, let me, know, let me know if you've also had this experience. You ever grow up uh, thinking that you had a normal childhood? Yes. Right? <laughs> 
right? But <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then, uh, then you make a white friend, and you find out it was all child abuse. <laughs> I am, I am learning. I've been learning. <laughs> Cause um, I'm a I'm a Mexican man, guys. I'm a Mexican man, uh, raised by a black woman, actually. So yeah. So so white colleges love me, <laughs> right? <laughs> white colleges, white women. <laughs> Just got my got got my pick of the litter. No, but it was <laughs> it was also a pretty rough rough childhood. And what was rough about it is I'm. I'm half adopted, right? So when my, my birth mom passed away when I was like five. And my dad remarried like that exact same year. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought that was pretty messed up, you know, because I was like this close to not having a mom at all. <laughs> and then I get stuck with the, the super mom, <laughs> right? I mean... It's, it's been a good life, and, you know, I, I'm not going to say that my life would have been better having no mom um, than having the mom that I got, uh, but I will say I'd probably be less into rough sex. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you guys, you guys like time travel? Yes. Yes. I like, I like time travel. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we had this connection, man. I'm just <laughs> give it to me, I give it back to you. Um, nah, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'd be great at time travel uh, because I'm really good at taking naps. Right? And I feel like there's a lot of parallels. Your head hits the pillow. <laughs> what day is it? Right? Do we have dinner yet? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, that, that experience happened to me recently. I, 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 my ex-girlfriend hit me up. I woke up in her bed. Ah! It was in 2009. Totally disoriented. And um, I don't even know why I'm into that girl, dude. She's like a walking hypocrite. Her whole existence. Damn, Brady Hole, you got tan. Anyway. <laughs> my ex-girlfriend, she like wakes up, runs like three miles in the morning, Goes home, smokes a bowl. It's like you could just, you could just not. You know what I mean? Just, just stop. You, you, it, it cancels itself out. Uh, <laughs> my uncle's the same way. Total hypocrite. He, uh, we're Mexican, right? We have black family members, and he's just super racist. Super racist. He, um, he always has to fucking ruin the family events with like his new racist story. And not only is it racist, it's it's, it's boring. <laughs> He, he comes in, he's like, uh, you know, I was in my house looking out my window at my lawn. I saw this black guy walking in front of my lawn. Like, like that's the whole story. <laughs> he just needed to share. All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks. Richard Rea. Hooray. All right, everybody, your last comedian here on the happy hour open mic. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like fashion for Brady Hold! Up so high, I see the school. 8 a.m., that's the rule. Flying hey, I'm Brady Hold. And uh, it's not just a regular tan, it's a farmer's tan. Oh, shit. So don't worry. 
I'm still white underneath it all. Uh, you think that's bad? You should see the butthawks. I uh, might as well get into it. Uh, I'm single, you know, living in the car. Yeah, you know. It's fun, though. I like it. I can, uh, like, Richard, where are you from? Are you from San Francisco or Berkeley? I could be from Berkeley. I just got to park there. I, uh, I used to actually be from Berkeley. I lived on Oxford Street. My brother went to Berkeley. I went to DVC. Yeah, DVC. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go, uh, go Vikings. Is that what we were? I, I don't remember. Uh, or were we Trojans? I can't remember. Terriers? The DVC Terriers. That doesn't sound right. That's ridiculous, Richard Rea. <laughs> Come on, it's community college. It's at least somewhat respectable. Anyway, so I'm living in the car. There's a great freedom that comes from living in the car. I can park anywhere I want after dark. I just got to be out before it's light. I got a bit of a curfew, as it were. I enjoy it. I, uh, you know, I can, uh, I'm going to put my car up on Airbnb, you know, airbags and breakfast. I don't need the Uber to make extra money. I, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I asked my mom if I could have a race car bed. Well, look at me now, mom. Who's coming in number one, sleeping in their car every night? You or your son living in his car. I, um... I got stopped by the police for sleeping in my car. Now, granted, it was at an In-N-Out drive-through. I'll uh, I'll give him that. You know, he was like, "What? What are you ordering?" And I'm like, "Well, coffee for one officer." And he's like, "Are you drinking? Are you doing drugs?" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa! I'm a San Francisco comedian, of course." Uh, you know, so I I told him I smoked a little weed. I had. I, and, and I had, and he's like, do you have a recommendation for that? I'm like, yes, but it's expired, but we all know it's bullshit anyway. And uh, ironically, I have it for insomnia, you know, so uh, it's working. So I had that going for me. What else is happening in my brain? You guys, uh, you know, I, uh, as I get older, I'm farting less, but I'm shitting in my pants more. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure if that really counts. In terms of, uh, but I've been trying to, I've been trying to have some Metamucil, you know, help my bowels, my uh, dietary fiber. And then I've also been meditating a lot more, trying to get some spiritual enlightenment. So I've got some meditation for my chakras and some Metamucil for my shitras. Uh, I don't know how to close things. I wish I did. I'm going to like, oh, there's like echelons of the homeless, right? I feel like the guy below me on the street, that's where I'm buying my weed from, right? And here I am, I'm in a car, the next homeless person above me, you know, they might have room to stand up on their bus and take a shower, you know, whereas instead of me just showering on the beach, you know, uh, I wake up each day, morning wood, excited to greet the day, then cold shower, first thing in the morning, biggest clit ever on the beach. Um... Wide range of emotions through my penis. Anyway, guys, I've been Brady Hold, and uh, I love you, San Francisco. Thank you so much. Brady Hold, what a way to close it.
stood out with his wonderful chakras and shitras that made me laugh really hard. I love that joke. I super punterific. I love puns. I think, and when people are like puns are stupid, I'm like, no, they're fucking hilarious. So I love Brady Holden, all the puns that he brings. Brady holds the bass. Thank you guys. I know I stole his joke. Sorry, that was his joke. I'm not gonna play dry. It's not like Melania Trump. I will give credit where credit is due. He wrote that joke, and I use it to introduce him sometimes. Thank you, Brady Hold. This has been uh, the happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm, the open mic from 6 to 8 every Friday. Coming up at 8 o'clock is Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. We have a great lineup for you tonight on our show. Oh, my, DUI. We have a pre-show with L.A. comedians Paige Weldon and Ellie McElvain. Both of them haven't had DUIs. They're going to tell us stories of their almost mishaps with adventure. And then Tito Gonzalez, Ed Wallach, Pam Benjamin, Ethan Albers, and Tim Pizza are going to tell you stories about their DUIs. Yay! It's only $5, but you do get a marijuana treat with it. So yippee ki yay, motherfuckers. See you next week on the happy hour and see you up next for Pam Dice's Comedy Clubhouse. Bye-bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah.
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. 
Disco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Count it off, son. Physical merchandise and live music promotion, go to www.com.